0: Welcome back, boxing fans, to another episode on Talk and Fight of Boxing News Headlines. We're going to start off uh, this week by discussing not only some results, but some upcoming uh, decisions that need to be made by a few prominent boxers and YouTube stars who are also boxing. Let's start off with a couple of results that uh, were quite surprising and some that weren't so surprising. Let me just start off by making a quick comment about uh, my friends over at Absolute Boxing on Facebook who offered up a challenge uh, for the month of February with respect to uh, all the fights that were going on and and, and pick your winner, so to speak. And uh, I'm doing quite well, I might add. So when uh, Lewis Nery won, um, I got myself another point. Uh, however, when uh Lee Wood lost, I didn't get a point. Um, Lee Wood, um, in response to uh, his uh trainer's throwing in the towel, basically agreed with them. Uh, according to uh, Jim Calfa over uh Boxing News 24, he's saying uh, Lee Wood agrees with his trainer Ben Davison's decision to throw in the towel in the seventh round to save him after he'd actually been. Brutally poleaxed by a mess, massive left hook bomb by the Mexican knockout artist Mauricio Lara uh, on a fight uh, night held at Nottingham's uh, Motor Point Arena. Wood, who's now 26 and 3, with 16 knockouts, lost his featherweight title. Uh, says he understands that and who cares about him and that sometimes fighters must be saved from themselves. Uh, it was clear that Wood was ready to continue fighting and was ready to go out on his shield. If you saw what Lara did to Emilio Sanchez last March when he had him uh, in a similar situation, you'd agree with Davidson's decision to throw in the towel to rescue the badly hurt Wood moments after the knockdown. Now, it might be uh, interesting to point out what Eddie Hearn had to say after the fight, and I'll quote, Eddie Hearn said, Lee Wood was in trouble the first couple of rounds and then boxed the absolute perfect fight. I will leave that up to you to decide whether or not uh, losing a fight was the absolute perfect fight. Let's move along to uh, another fight uh, that was taking place uh, on American soil. Adriel Bossman Holmes relied on his superior height boxing chops and movement to win a split decision that didn't seem as close as the scores indicated against the aggressive Ishmael Villarreal in a 10 round super welterweight contest that was held in uh, Topeka, Kansas, as uh, Mike and I discussed on the Friday night panel shown on, uh, I believe it's a pro pro box event on Showtime. Um, After he stood in the pocket and absorbed too many shots in March uh, against Vernon Brown, the undefeated Holmes, an amateur standout, took a safer path to victory on Friday, or so he thought, tying up the aggressive Villarreal when he got too close and banking up his jab to pile up points. Holmes, out of Flint, Michigan, won by scores of 96-94, 97-93, 94-96 to move his record to 13-0 with five knockouts. While Villarreal is now 12-1 with eight knockouts, Became the 224th undefeated boxer to sustain sus, to sustain his first loss on Showbox, a sign of the competitive matchmaking of the long-running series. Holmes' jab was the difference as he outlanded Villarreal 50 to 8, an overall 422 punches to 269 in a show of authority that wasn't really reflected in the scorecards uh there were some other other fights uh but i've got a lot uh to talk about today i'll leave you to uh, google the results that happened over topeka kansas let's move along uh, to someone who's upcoming uh in a fight that will be mentioned around the world i'm sure Uh, a story out of boxing news 24.com site by craig Daly. he says youtuber jake paul has called out the retired 45 year old former. Unified super middleweight champion, Carl Froch, for a fight with the condition that he fight his next card against 47-year-old former UFC champion, Anderson Silva. The retired Froch is already quite wealthy and not really in need of money. Additionally, it's unclear whether he'd want to risk having his beak messed up by resuming his boxing career for the opportunity to add to his already substantial net worth which I might add is estimated to be around 20 million bucks, according to Celebrity Net Worth. For the average person, they would willingly agree to fight Jake Paul and Anderson Silva if they had the chance to make millions, but it's doubtful that Frock will. He's already had the chance to add to his enormous wealth by coming out of retirement to fight Triple G, and he didn't do it. Frock hasn't uh, fought in nine years since his second win over George Groves in 2014 and while it looks to be in excellent shape, he might not want to risk hurting his legacy even if it means potentially making millions of dollars. Frock's nose, which not long ago was quite prominent, has been reduced and now it goes well with his face. For Frock to briefly resume his career for two fights, he would need to do a lot of sparring and his nose could return to what it was in the past. Of course, if Frock and Equal or surpassed the $20 million in two fights against Silva and Jake Paul, he might be tempted. Who wouldn't want to make that kind of dough against celebrity fighters like Jake and Silva? With scant boxing ability, who wouldn't last more than a round or two against top-tier boxers? Frock has commented about Jake's boxing ability, or lack thereof, and apparently the 26-year-old Paul isn't happy about what he said about him. To be sure, there's a lot to gain financially for Jake because if he can promote Frock versus Silva, it'll make a lot of money and build a mini mega fight between him and Carl later this year. The two fights would make a lot of sense for Frock because he's likely still got enough left, even at 45, to defeat a part-time boxer like Jake, who arguably uses boxing as a way to make coin in celebrity matches and is treating this as more of a hobby than a dedicated fighter. Jake's next celebrity match is against Tommy Fury, the brother of heavyweight champ Tyson Fury, on February 26th at the Diriyah Arena in Diriyah, Saudi Arabia. That's another joke fight for Jake because Tommy is an entirely mediocre British cruiserweight with none of the size or boxing ability as Tyson or his cousin Huey Fury. Tommy is another celebrity type fighter and will likely lose to Jake as all you fans know, I have said, will happen as well. But let's talk about Tyson Fury for a second here. Charles Brunn, one of my favorite writers out of BoxNews24.com, says, Frank Smith of Matchroom Boxing says, Tyson Fury demanded too much from the Saudis for the Alexander Usyk undisputed heavyweight championship on April 29th. Smith notes that Usyk reached a deal with the Saudis on his side, But when it came down to the Fury side, he asked for a substantial amount of money that didn't make sense for the Saudis. As a result, the Fury vs. Usyk fight will not happen in the Middle East, and there are serious doubts, and there are serious doubts about whether it will happen in London at Wembley Stadium. Smith says that if the fight is going to happen on April 29th, they've got to come to an agreement in the next week because there's simply not enough time to do a fight with that magnitude in less than ten weeks of promotion. Should Fury try revisiting the Saudi talks, asks the author, Charles Brunn. It's unclear if it's too late for Fury's promoters to go back to the Saudis. That's Frank Warren, by the way. Go back to the Saudis and ask for a price that they're willing to agree to. Yeah, it would look like Fury would be slinking back. But it's better to do that than strike out on yet another mega fight after he blew for the anti uh, the anti Joshua fight uh, last November by setting bizarre deadlines and then not doing the same thing for journeyman Derek Chisora or Dillian White. Even if Fury has to do a little groveling with the Saudis, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he's willing to forget about his pride and focus on making good money. If what the Saudis were offering still pays more than what Fury would make fighting in England, why on earth would he reject that? Said Frank Smith, I don't personally see, and I might be wrong, and this isn't me saying I don't want it to happen. I just don't see a fight of that magnitude. It's a massive fight. Undisputed heavyweight championship of the world has to be given the right buildup that deserves to be that kind of fight. We don't see it very often uh, talking about the Tyson Fury-Alexander Usyk fight. I don't see how that happens in the next 10 weeks. In my opinion, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I have my views about what happens in Saudi. It might make it might be difficult to make it happen. Maybe they might pull it off out of the bag in the next week, but I think next week is the most important time to get up and running because of a show that size. You really can't wait until much later. We'll have to wait and see. Now, speaking of wait and see, um, and speaking of Eddie Hearn, and speaking of the heavyweights, according to Jake Tiernan, again, how to boxnews24.com, Eddie Hearn says he wants to try and sign free agent heavyweight Deontay Wilder to his matchroom boxing stable so he can put together a fight between him and former IBF, WBA and WBO Unified champ Andy Ruiz Jr. Hearn might be making a mistake if he signs Wilder because he will likely resist his idea of picking his opponents out for him. In Wilder's interview last week, he said he's interested in fighting former UFC champ Francis Nago and another MMA guy. It appears that Wilder is going the Floyd Floyd Mayweather Jr. route by focusing on fighting non boxers in exhibition matches that make easy money matches that supply no sporting value. Absolutely, said Eddie Hearn to IFL TV when asked if he was going to try and sign the free agent, Deontay Wilder. I would love to make Deontay Wilder against Andy Ruiz. I think it's a great fight. It's been ordered, and we should love to try and make it happen. He's a free agent. There you go, said Hearn. Hearn can certainly try and make Wilder Ruiz, but unless he's ready to drag both of them into the ring, kicking and screaming, it doesn't seem likely. Ruiz only fights old guys in their 40s nowadays, whereas Wilder wants easy fights against MMA fighters. If Hearn signs Wilder, he could be stuck with an albatross and be butting heads with him each time he suggests he fights boxers. It's sad that Wilder and Tyson Fury have both seemed, seemingly moved away from boxing towards the circus fights against the MMA guys, but it tells you that they've lost their love for the sport and are no longer serious boxers. It's unknown why Hearn is so excited about matching former WBC champ Wilder, sporting a 43-2-1 record with 42 knockouts, by the way, against Ruiz, because it would be a far bigger fight if you were to make a mega clash between Ante and Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Joshua Wilder would be a far bigger fight than putting together a match between Deontay and uh, an ambitious 33-year-old Ruiz, who has just fought twice in the last four years since his loss to Joshua in their rematch back in 2019. Whatever popularity want Ruiz once had in the United States has disappeared due to his inactivity and his decision to fight two 40-plus-old uh, heavyweights uh, Chris Arribia, uh, sorry, Chris Ariola and Luis Ortiz. Many boxing fans believe the money Ruiz made from his two fights against Joshua destroyed his desire to stay busy and take on the best in the division. Now, it is interesting to note, you know, Barry McGuigan said, uh, if Joshua gets beat by Jermaine Franklin, it's game over. But complicating matters, another headline screams, Eddie Hearn says Fury will fight Joshua in the summer if no Usyk clash happens. So there you go. Uh, news and headlines for today to share with you, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Ward and Cedric Ben for Knuckle Up. Thank you.